0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I am Lardy, Miss Clardy and coming at you live from everywhere and in Las Vegas with good news and bad news if necessary. This is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Against victimization and fraud, it is your right. I have an inquiry mind that wants to know show for you this day. And it's about apartment unity, a mini series on issues dealing with tenants that rent rights to be in the know, and how to do a grievance as a tenant going through. Unfair treatment with apartment managers, supervisors, and etc. On how to discover HUD and their information and other rights that may be due you. How to climb the chain of command. It's in your conventional lease and in your HUD subsidized lease. Keep your documents and do your research. Keep in mind, I am not an attorney. I am just a tenant like you that have been there and done it, and sharing my experiences with you on how to help yourself and to be in the know. Today, I will be talking about apartment unity, saving your documents, and how to do a grievance. So, call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, and the guest calling number toll-free is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. All right, now let's get the show on the road. And if you have any comments and or small story of how you handle your rights as a tenant, call in. It's okay, because we're here to learn from one another. So let's get to it. What is apartment unity? Well, I would say in my own simple terms, it would mean tenants that live in apartments and or apartment complex that form together to help support and educate one another, especially when it comes to defending the rights as a tenant. Build an alliance, building an alliance in apartment complex between tenants uh, to help protect the elderly, the uneducated, and to keep the neighborhood safe from predators that linger in poorly secured areas in your apartment complexes, okay? That's in my own terms, and most of all, to keep from being a target with some landlords that may take advantage of the tenants and their rights, spoken about in this episode. So why is it important to keep your documents as a tenant? There are several reasons why you should, as a tenant, keep your documents. You never know when you're going to need them as a safety net. For instance, you go to the office to pay your rent. The apartment office manager sends notices out to your door or in your mailboxes. Uh, You uh, also have a lease that has certain rights and responsibility in them. And should you decide you want to see your file, and seeing something that should also be in your own personal file, you can make copies of it. Uh, This is your right. Save your documents, okay? Again, why is it important to keep your documents? Because you never know what will come up, like maybe, for instance, you know, a five-day pay or quit, because you owe more money than what you expect. Expected to pay. And you may want to know why. What's going on? So it is up to you to do your research to find out what is in that, in that file of yours so that you may know and be up to date and have what you need to offset if this was a mistake that was made on the manager's side. Okay? Now, the landlord says, as I said before, you owe more rent and you should pay. Uh, Where's the documents to prove that? Okay? If you ain't got no documents, you can't prove it, right? The office managers have ledgers, and you too should have a ledger on what you paid in rent. And you can obtain that ledger from in your files where they have your ledger to compute all of your uh, your rent uh, or even if you were on HUD they have this ledger everyone in that rent have a ledger okay so um, and although you as a tenant may ask your apartment manager for a request to make Any partial payments or, you know, or miss a month because you can't pay, maybe it's because you're in a bind. If the manager allows this, document well in your own ledgers. Keep your receipts and pay back what you owe in a timely manner. Now, in some cases, managers, you know, landlord managers should not uh, be taking partial rents and different things of that sort. Because, uh, especially if it be in a big apartment complex, it could be, uh, you know, a, a fallacy on their part and your part because that's not what the uh, what the uh, the lease would would suggest that they take partial rent. But if you miss your payments, you know what I'm saying, and you're doing partial payments, whatever it may be, keep in mind there there are. Uh, Such thing is called, uh, you know, late fees, according to what your uh, lease may say. Okay, so you pay back what you owe in a timely manner. And if it be me, I wouldn't do this. I would rather rob uh, Peter to pay Paul. That's my saying. (laughs) Uh, To make sure my rent is paid. If you are the type that don't pay your rent, like you're supposed to and keep asking for the firmest to pay, as I said before, there are late fees and interest that will kill your regular rent amount in the ledger they keep on you, and everyone has a ledger. You can become a victim to pay more rent do you not keeping an account of documentation and you have no proof of receipt, so save your documents. That's why it's important, Okay. Uh, what are some type of uh, grievances and when to do one? Some grievances involve lease issues, wrong dates of when you moved in, the wrong amount of rent you should pay, or if you are on subsidy rent, this all apply. Okay? Say you want to go to the office to view your file as to compare records and you will refuse to see your file. You can then do agreements immediately according to your lease agreement policy, and, you know, as I said, do it quickly. It is your right to see your file and copy all documents in it if you want to. This is also a right that is stated in HUD's Handbook 2 for tenant rights um, for those who receive rent reductions under HUD assistance always ask the landlord for a copy of a tenant handbook or on the management policies and procedures and rules and regulations. This also helps you as a tenant on what's your right and responsibilities further when your lease agreement does not contain thorough information. And when I say that because uh, leases don't contain thorough information, Uh, there is room for, mistakes, and also, you know, for targeting, uh, you know, a tenant if they are not in the know. So it is good that you ask for more information, Uh, say, like, you know, the the landlord and the management or management company that's managing the apartment have more than what they can do in terms of explaining everything. Uh, It could take hours. So it, they say it's up to you to make the decision to ask the questions that you don't know about. But what if you don't know what questions to ask and you only have the information that they have given you uh, for you to have? Um, then, and then something comes up, like, for instance, you know, um, a rate reduction, anything that could come up that cause you, you know, where you may now be in question of something that should have been in the lease, that ain't in the lease, that shouldn't be on the ledger, that is in the ledger, and you've made copies of everything that's in the ledger or in your file or what, or in all your documents, and there is a glitch. Well, as I said before, you know, uh, you, it is your responsibility to get as much information as possible to do your research because. Uh, the apartment managers, you know, may not be able to cover everything. So a handbook from HUD, if you're on HUD assistance, will be proper to ask. And if they don't have it, they should have that handbook for you. It's just like going into employment. You can't go into the employment without having a thorough knowledge of what is the policies and procedures and regs, to what part you're supposed to play and what. Thorough uh, understanding of what you have as an employee, just like a tenant at an apartment, you know what rights you really do have, and some of this stuff can be very, very complex because unless you are a researcher, a paralegal, <laughs> as to say, you know, uh, you as just a regular tenant may not know the the you know the undercurrent of the deepest of what is your right, okay, because there are areas that are not covered. Let's say, for instance, uh, employment reporting. If your landlord does not add in your lease when you should report income, especially when you are under HUD's rules and regs, then this is a violation of your right to know. Should you happen to, to know not when to report income, it is to be listed somehow into the lease or they on the onset uh, to tell you what they expect from you, especially when it comes to something important like this. This is to be alongside other responsibilities you have to adhere to. Now, the reason why I say that is because uh, under rules of HUD, they have this, enterprise uh, income verification system that they use with your consent, you know, to go inside there and check to see if you are, you know, working. And, and they also have this other type of employment system that they use, which is the upfront um, in, income verification Database that they also refer to. Now, now in some cases they have to use this, especially with people that may be uh, not as honorable as some or have integrity like as some do. But sometimes that can fall over on everybody because one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? But you don't know this, and neither was you given any in, 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 information as to what to do. And you go to go work, and they find out in one month that you've been working, and they, you know, and then they tell you that well, that, we're supposed to do this every month to all tenants. Well, that's not true. It could be invasions of privacy. But again, you know, if you don't get this information from the employer, uh, em- uh, from your landlord, or, you know, in the handbook, or that it's supposed to be implemented into the lease, you know, of uh, when to do this, or on the onset of signing. Some things can be said on the onset of signing to some, because not everybody uh, understands uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry what needs to be done. Some people need to have... Uh, You know, have some extra um, sit down time to explain. So, but those are the things that, you know, management and tenants go through, okay? Let's look at another one. If employment reporting responsibilities are not discussed, as I said, on set of the signing of your lease, this is important to ask. You ask about it. It can be a way to clear you because. As I said before, you can be easily uh, uh, enveloped into what they may be used to in the apartment complex of people being dishonest, and because that's what they have been seeing repetitiously throughout before you come, it's easily for them to put you in a class which is considered a. Uh, discrimination, if you've never done that and you ain't never been in trouble with rent, with any rental uh, place, or, uh, you know, had a uh, a rap sheet, this can be a discrimination. So to stop from being that, uh, to to stop from being discriminated against, then you have to have the with uh, all to ask the question, okay? now. Okay, and uh, as I said before, when doing a grievance, all right, um, it is good to research and know the codes or regulations. And sometimes this is offered at the bottom of your lease, whether it is enveloped, you know, in your conventional lease at your, where you rent at, or at your, or in your HUD regulations and policies that they give you as leaflets. Again, you know, you should ask for a, a, a handbook, and they should be able to have one. And if they don't, I would contact HUD for the handbook, you know, for tenants, okay? I would also ask for the handbook on the owner's of the place, too, because you want to see what part they uh, are responsible for as well. So you can be, you know, even on both sides of being in the know. All right. And so um, so uh, when doing a grievance, it is good to research and know the codes or regulations offered at the bottom of your lease and state laws and regulations to which your concerns target and add them in your complaint, okay? Should there be no resolving with bringing the supervisor to be involved or uh, you go up the chain of command, depending on the seriousness of the complaint, though. And what I mean by that is this, is that say like, you know, uh, is something that, you know, you're having a problem with a tenant and the landlord is who you go to first to talk about the tenant or something that the landlord doesn't done to you and you speak to the landlord about it, and nothing gets resolved. Then the next step is to go to the supervisor. Either it is about the tenant or the manager or the landlord. Now, if the supervisor don't do nothing about it, whatever that your complaint is, and depending on the seriousness of it, then you take it to the corporate. Sometimes this is not uh, in your lease. They may give you two people that you can do a grievance to, the, the, the landlord and the supervisor. But what if you needed to go up over the supervisor's head and you don't see this in your lease where everything is supposed to be at? Then you gotta do your research. And your research is this, go on to the internet. And look up the apartment name to find out who is the owners or the management corporation over the apartments, okay? That you reside in, and then once you find it, okay, you uh, you pick one. Uh, they'll give, it should contain, you know, we can write a letter to them or do an email to them. But nevertheless, you got that information and you send up. As I said, again, depending on the seriousness of it, you know, some things can be uh, resolved with the the landlord, uh, whether it's the landlord or the tenant. But if there's stuff that's really going on and, and the landlord ain't doing nothing, the supervisor ain't doing nothing, then you take it to the corporation, to the corporate office of the management corporation that, you know, manages or owns the apartments that you are involved in. But needless to say, this is how you go up the chain of command. It may even come to a point where you might even have to get a lawyer because stuff that's going on in the corporate that don't get done or won't, and there's no real follow up, or you you disagree with what what the what what the corporate office is saying, the corporate manager. You know, then you go and you get you an attorney, and you know, and then you go on up to the attorney general's office, because that's who's over over everything. And if you are on HUD and you don't went to the corporate office, check on your HUD leaflet to find out who is the overseers over the management that is not giving you uh, any any resolving, and then you take it to them, because, see, they are the ones that are uh, the uh, compliance auditors, everything, especially if you're on HUD and there's situations dealing with you know misrepresentation of documents tampering with documents whatever the case may be but this is for your in the know of what to do to help yourself but you have to do your research you can't be lazy about it and it will be important as well as I am discussing here in this episode is that you know you have your 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 apartment complex tenants that are involved too because there could be extra stuff that's going on that needs to be brought. But say that there is no representative for, you know, the tenants, and then you know the tenants don't have nobody to go to, or to, or maybe a couple of representatives out of the tenant uh, uh, apartment complex that they, you know, would go to about problems, and we, and those people send them on up you know, to be uh, resolved or looked at or whatever the case may be. But it's good to have all of those things in place because you never know when you're going to need the, this, this, this grievance process, okay? So as I said before, uh, you know, the, the, uh, as if you have to go to the, uh, the attorney general's office in your state If necessary, just keep track of your documents and write in simple terms. That's all the way through. uh, So that it can be understood, you know, and in chronological order of the events that happened, who said, whatever, date, time, you know, all of those things. And make sure your documents reflect proof of your allegations. Now, I also uh, looked in, you know, I have a. A uh, an article that I was looking in, and and also this may be able to help too, as to uh, as to show you that uh, other steps as well as what I'm talking to you go hand in hand. Okay, so I went to www.ueunion.org and. Uh, here is where they talk about, you know, when you're in contracts or when you're in a union. Whatever you're in, it's all the same. You know, different different names for different contracts. We are under a lease. It is a contract. We are under HUD's contract when we uh, sign the lease. We are underneath that. The apartment complex is under a contract especially if they get government money and programs to assist low-income families, uh, you know, with housing. They are underneath a contract, and there are specific things that need to be done. So I said, how do you do a grievance? And so this is how you do a grievance. Over here in this article, they state that step one is an oral presentation, okay? And as I was saying before, most contracts uh, give tenants the right to talk to their management, you know, uh, with or without, you know, a representative from an attorney to be present, you know what I mean? So, now, uh, the other is what must be done to present an oral grievance uh, when the tenant is first approached, you know, uh, when the tenant approaches the management or landlord who, who wants to file the grievance, a certain step should be taken before rushing to meet with the supervisor, okay? And it says investigate, 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 learn the facts. Who is involved? What was said or done? when it when did it happen where did it happen and why did it happen what is the underlying cause talk not with talk not only with the with the, with the grievance and we're talking about uh, you know the tenant okay but with fellow tenants witnesses to the event or what is in the same line of issues that you have and other, and other representatives. That may even mean going to talk to, you know, uh, an attorney or something. But get do your research, investigate. Um, is it a, a legitimate grievance? Is it legitimate? And a grievance can also be filed over violations, uh, you know, underneath certain codes that's in your lease or under the HUD uh, regulations and codes that they have in state and, uh, and regulations from the state, state laws, okay? So if, if uh, say like, you know, a, a landlord wants to pick on you and harass you, uh, this call can be used because the harassment could be considered a change in how you are treated as a tenant in the apartment complex, okay? Um, okay, and you need to list information, uh, you know, that resulted in what happened. Um, say, for instance, you know, even if there's misrepresentative, misrepresentation in your ledger, uh, uh, that is a cause, too, because you're wondering why, you know, you're being rejected of rents or rejected of, of, of being on low income, any of that is all a part of doing the grievance, how the grievance is done. So the first, as I said before, is to uh, do the oral part, which is talking to the uh, landlord, okay? Now, uh, and then investigate everything that was involved, all right? Who, what, when, where, and why, and is the grievance legitimate? Okay, and then you deal with the first step meeting, which could be with first the landlord, and then if it didn't work out there, then it goes to the supervisor, and then if it don't if it if it don't go out there, then you have to go to the corporate office, and then so on until you get the thing done. But once The tenant is prepared by researching the issues, then a meeting should take place with the supervisor and the landlord or whoever the contract designates as the, you know, people that are represented to talk to. And as I said before, in some leases, you may not find who else to go over the supervisor in case the supervisor and the landlord are, are, are not resolving your problem. So you have to do research and go on the Internet. Now, uh, again, you know, this is for people that, you know, want to do self-help and, and that they're not afraid to do this work and to confront uh, the people that are in question underneath the complaint of a grievance, okay? So... Clearly, I do want to say this, if you're going to do this thing, you cannot be afraid as a tenant to stand up and speak up and speak out against what's happening to you. Or as a representative you for the tenant, you cannot be afraid to stand up, speak up, and speak out for the group you're representing in the apartment complex as a tenant uh, representative. So, uh, one thing for sure, there's a lot of that going around where people are afraid to talk, and that's another target for being uh oppressed, and you know you've got this blanket of silence that's over you you don't you you don't know when, where, what, and how to do a thing. I have did research and found out and found out that uh that there are uh Uh, People that do not even know how to do a grievance, no lie, Uh, which was really, really a surprise to me because you would think that they would know how to do it because it's in their lease uh, what to do, but no, they don't. That's including uh, some elders, some elderly people, as well as the young people that are, uh, you know, that are having or leasing apartments. Apartment units, and as well as, you know, people in my age bracket just don't know how. Then there's just some people that as long as they pay their rent and get their on bills paid,
1: they don't care less
0: what's going on. You know, they ain't looking for that. They just glad that they have a place to stay. But in the event of something that goes down, every tenant needs to know what to do to help themselves. And also, what to do to come together in unity as tenants, and 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 find out what's going on before you actually take and do your grievances, do your research. As I said before, you know, you want to do your research, you want to know what's going on, uh, you want to know, you want to state what happened, simple and clearly. You want to state. What part of the contract or past practice laws or whatever action violate was violated? Uh, to state what remedy you want, and request any information needed. If you know if the uh, uh, management isn't ready to settle or whatever the case may be, and then extending the first step, sometimes more time is needed. Before a decision is made on whether to put the grievance into the next step or what. But everything should be put in writing. Get it in writing, everything. And you can do your grievance if they have emails. You can ask for the forms, but the forms are so little, you know, use their information, which is their emails to give that information uh, or to start your grievance. And always start your subject in the subject of your email, grievance, okay? And then start stating, again, what happened simply and clearly what John, Joan, and all of them did and clearly, okay? And then do it in chronological order of how, when, what, and where, and how it happened. All right, and state what part of the contract or past practice, law, etc., that was going on with the management. What it, what action violate what policy, procedure, or you know, or or, or law. Okay, and state the remedy, and request any information needed. Whether there's you want to see your file further, and you know they should be able to do that, and. Uh, Extend the first step, you know. But as I said before, the ending here is to say anything you do, make sure there are witnesses to management agreeing to extend time periods or, better yet, get it in writing. Arbitration cases have been lost because you know tenants missed the time limit for filing a grievance, surprisingly. Uh, management have been known to lie and deny that they verbally agreed to extend time limits, whatsoever and stuff like that. Yes, it does happen, been there and done it. So I just come to you, you know, on this episode, as I said, this was part one of the mini-series to uh, come together and let's talk about how to help you be in the know about how to deal with certain things in apartment uh complex environments okay and this is one of them how to do a grievance i did do my research and i found a lot of people as i said before it's amazing how many people go into renting apartments and face some bad managers and don't know what rights they have to protect themselves from being targets to victimization and fraud. So this particular one here is what we're dealing with, and I'll be back with uh, part two, which we will talk about contracts, the, the uh, lease agreement itself, okay, and we will do that in the next two weeks, and we will deal with contracts at that point. And also, um, I just want to let you know that I care and, you know, I'm out here to give awareness about what's going on in your neck of the woods because I live in the neck of the woods and I want everyone to be in the know, as I said. And so this is my way of, of giving back. Um, I'm not asking for money, anything of the sort. I do this program for free. You know, um, all I want to do is just be uh, 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 here for you and you as listeners for a purpose, and that to give you information that is going to help. And if I have given good information, find me on Facebook under uh, facebook.com/forward/slash/wclardy. All right, and also you can write right here. On my profile page on Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR, and I have a comment section where you can tell me if I'm doing a great job, doing a good job with what I do in bringing you good news or bad news, but if necessary. But also, I want you to stand up, speak up, and Speak out and quit being afraid to fight for yourself. Learn your rights. Learn what you can do to help yourself and your families and your loved ones. Because if you don't, uh, you can be a target for victimization and fraud. So this concludes our uh, episode and show for today. I want to thank you very much for listening in on Lardy, Miss Clardy, and Company on Blog Talk Radio, and the next upcoming show is Child Support News, okay? And that's for tomorrow at 3.30. That's April 24th, 2016, at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on May 7th, which is 2016, at 8 p.m. Pacific Time to 11 p.m., Eastern Standard Time on Apartment Unity is on how to do research and, you know, and about the contract, your lease contract, okay, uh, when you are preparing to do a grievance, okay? So that's all I have for you at this time. And, again, thank you for listening to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And just remember that knowledge is power. And if you don't use it, you will lose it. Learn to be the captain of your ship and sail safely. You're not without excuse once you have been told how to protect your rights, whether it was in a handbook that was given you or was discussed to you on the onset of the signing of your lease, or you listened to this program, you are without excuse. Use your knowledge wisely. Come together. Help support and protect one another. And stand up, speak up, and speak out against victimization and fraud anywhere. Do have a good evening. I'm signing off. I'm Lardy. Miss Clardy. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.